Crank up that diesel. Um, um, um. Let's go diesel. Um. Game week, dog. Fuck everything else, man. It's game week. It's go time. Dog, I cannot <laughs> believe this nigga got shot, man. <laughs> I'm still not over this, man. I, I still don't know how to react to that, Cliff. We was doing our fantasy draft, me and Paul, and like somebody was picking. And I was like, I was like, hey Paul, turn around, look at this shit. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, what the hell, man? That. That's one of those things that I feel like only happens to us, man. A rookie who is ascending is done taking the starting running back spot. He's one of the bright spots of the team through a kind of a down preseason. And then, oh, yeah, this motherfucker just was in D.C. chill on a Sunday afternoon. And these young motherfuckers just put the pistol to him. Like, where do that at? It only happens to us. He just went to get a meal, bro. That's all he was doing. Didn't, uh... Didn't the Vikings have a draft pick that got shot? Was that last year or two years ago? The, lineman, the, the kid that was from D.C. He was from D.C., right? Yeah. Came home real quick, got shot. I forgot his name, though. Not Gladney. You're not talking about Gladney, are you? Oh, not talking about Gladney, man. Not talking about Gladney. I think it was like an old lineman. Twyman. Jalen Twyman. Yep, yep, yep. Shot four times at his aunt's house in D.C. Hey man, the, the city out of control, man. Dog, the city is it's wild. Too much. Somebody got shot on uh 14th, and you—that's like the middle of the busiest, one of the busiest streets in DC. Yeah, uh, definitely wild right now. But to you know, I also see people saying, "Oh, you shouldn't bring your Hellcat to DC. You shouldn't go anywhere without security. You should be at home studying the playbook. You know, you're a rookie. You should be at home studying the playbook." If you don't sit your corny ass down. If you can't go out and have a seafood brunch on a Sunday afternoon, then maybe we're just all fucked. And we probably are, but. Mm-hmm. Straight up. <laughs> this man just went to U Street on a Sunday looking for some crabs, a seafood boil or something like that. And these young motherfuckers said, oh, nice car. Hands up. Like, like come on, man. Like, I understand it's scary, but motherfuckers got to live their lives, dog. It's not his fault. We don't victim blaming Brian Robinson for getting robbed. Bro, he's he's moved to a new city. This is going to be his home for the foreseeable future. He was just trying to venture out, <laughs> find a good meal. If people say you can't do that, like, come on, bro. Like you said, if you can't go out on an afternoon and grab a, a bite to eat in broad daylight, give a shit what kind of car are you driving, bro. That's irrelevant. And to say he should have been home studying the playbook, people, shut the fuck up. Just shut up. You're not doing your job 24-7. See, I should listen to Cliff because Cliff always says never listen to that the AM radio. Or the, the, Don't the listen to that shit, bro. Radio. And I never do. Shit, I turned that shit on just, just because I was like, let me hear what they're saying about Brian Robinson. I immediately regretted my decision. Like, I might listen after a game, right? Like, after a game, hear maybe what the fans are saying. But I'm not really interested in these people's opinions on those, on those stations now. Because they got all stupid takes now. That shit is so dry and just weak. Like, uh. Robinson is a victim of gun violence in America. Very simple. There's no other way around it. Get well soon. It's a goddamn shame. Shame. Yep. Shame, dog. Not only 
It, and I think the thing that's weird about it, obviously, Sean Taylor got shot and killed, right? We end up with a running back to get shot. But we're so used to people getting shot in this country that we just move the fuck on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I was remember, like, reading just, like, somebody, I forgot what country it was from. It was a reporter from, like, maybe it was, like, the UK or Australia or something like that. And they were just saying how, hey, I don't know how I would go on knowing that, you know, 20 kids at elementary school, a different part of my country, were just gunned down for no reason. Like, any other country, it would shut the country down for a week while motherfuckers mourn and try to figure this out. Well, us, it's just like, oh, another shooting. Let's get back to work. It's everyday life here, man. Everyday life. And anytime any type of gun control is brought up or talked about, people think you're trying to take away their rights to bear arms. So it's like right. nobody wants to meet in the middle on anything. It's just an everyday thing in this country, and it's never going to fucking change. They say that we are prone to violence, but it's home sweet home. <laughs> Real shit, dog. This country is just prone to violence. Yep. It's just everywhere around us. And it's what it, it is. It just is what it is. Not... I'm just not even, it's just crazy that it happened to him, given, like, obviously, it's like it's more about, like, him getting better, but he was going to be very important to this team this year, man. He's a very important part of this team this year. And he was part of my optimism going into the season. And that shooting has taken away a lot of my optimism. I told y'all that. I'm a little less optimistic than I was probably two weeks ago. Hmm. Even even with his possible return, Cliff. Obviously, we don't know. But I just think the start of the season, we really like this. Isn't even the shit on Gibson. Our run blocking was among the best in the league last year. It didn't feel like it when you look at our rushing yards. Yeah. Right. There will be plays that are blocked. Maybe running back should get. There was a couple carries in the Kansas City game. There's one in particular, he, but he runs it up the middle. That ends up being like a nine or ten yard carry. Gibson might have got four yards on that last year. And so instead of it being second and one, not second and eight, mm-hmm. second and nine, it's just, I feel like it's put us in a position where we might have to be a little bit more reliant on Carson than we wanted mm-hmm. to start the year. You know, it's amazing. Like, you hear he gets shot, and even in the leg, you're like, man, the first thing that comes to your mind is obviously the Sean Taylor thing. Mm-hmm. And the next thing that comes to your mind when you hear that, you know, he's probably not going to, you know, perish from this. He's going to – these are non-life-threatening injuries. It's like, well, is his career, you know, in, in jeopardy? And I think that if it hits, like, a bone or hits the muscle in the wrong place or it, like, sh- like shreds his knee, like, it would probably, you know, what happened nine times out of ten that maybe his career is over. Definitely he sees in the fact that, they're talking about this man coming back in, you know, four to eight weeks is kind of crazy, honestly. But uh, he, he does need to get well soon. Uh, we, I was looking forward to seeing him, and I do think that was going to be a big part of the, um, the uh, offense, at least early in the season, like Cliff mentioned, because I think they want to pound the rock. I don't think they want to put too much on Carson Wentz. They don't have to. He was going to set the tone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's going to be a huge adjustment for Scott Turner over this next week or so. Like, we knew Robinson was coming in. He's going to be RB1. He was going to obviously probably have more carries than Gibson, but he was going to be someone that got us in a lot of second and shorts, third and shorts, like mm-hmm. like Cliff just mentioned. And I'm not trying to shit on Gibby. Y'all know I'm a Gibby fan, but Gibby's not reading the holes like Gibson was. So mm-hmm. 
It's going to be interesting to see how they adjust to it. And I think we might see a different running back to start out the gate, but I'm sure we'll get into that as this podcast goes on. Yeah, we will get into that. Um, when we talk about the 53-man roster, let's let's touch on a few other things before we move on to that. Um, Timestamp is Monday morning at uh, 11.36. The commanders just hired Ryan Kerrigan to be their assistant defensive line coach. I mean, pretty cool. Um, I don't know uh, what his coaching chops are like right now, but I mean, I know that he's very highly respected in that building. The players, his ex-teammates probably have a ton of respect for him. Um, so it's nice to have a, a voice in that room uh, with some familiarity and, and um, you know, like I said, he's well-respected and, you know, has been there, done that, the franchise leader in sacks. So clearly he has a few, you know, hints he could hand down to the next generation of pass rushers here. So uh, what are your thoughts on Ryan Kerrigan joining the front office or the coaches staff, I should say? I wish he had never left. <laughs> I know his production had fell off, but he only played one more year. But we also know, like, the young guys, 90, 99, 93, 94 included, all the big dogs, they look up to this dude. Like, yeah. he's given them several moves to use. Montez has definitely spoke of that, and Chase as well. Like, he's someone they looked up to. And for the coach, like, Coach Riverboat Rivera always talked about maturity along the D-line. Like, clearly, this is – I think this is great because he'll be someone that they can walk off – the field and talk to and what is he seeing that they're not seeing and so on and so on. So I, I think it's, I think it's a great, great addition. It's listen. Also Kerrigan is the only good player in re, in the recent times that we managed to maintain a good relationship with. <laughs> and I truly mean that. Right. In part because we, remember people were talking about like, man, just trade him for a sixth round pick. I think it was like a year or two ago. Though you yep. can't trade people. You cannot discard. Like, Karen is one of the best players ever put that jersey on. Mm-hmm. Period. Right? Like, an honest, true, like, really embodied a lot of the shit that we needed on the team. Mm-hmm. It's, it's actually great to see because we don't, we've really never had, it's been a while since we, we had a player who didn't leave here on bad terms that had been here. It's been a while. Even going back to go back to Champ. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right? Like it's been a while. Trent. We not have shit under the griff. Kirk. Right. So <laughs> to have like a good a player who was really good here, and it not be not there not be any beef. That's progress. Yeah. And that's in part because you ain't take a fucking seventh round pick and ship him off to Tennessee or some shit like that. <laughs> yeah, I think that I was on the trade Kerrigan uh, train earlier, just because he wasn't playing as much. There were teams that might have, you know, been calling by his services. You could get a pick, but I think that what you what you just described proved to be the best way to go about it, man. Like keep him around, like he's respected. You don't want to ship him off for for pennies just for sake of of getting a little bit more draft assets for your own franchise like keep a guy like that around he's respected he deserves to have a dignified exit which he did and i'm you know like you said he's one of the few people that we've had around here where it wasn't like a shit show leaving so yeah it's really been a while since we had like because we've obviously we've had some ass teams (laughs) but like it's been a while since we drafted a player like we drafted character Mm-hmm. Is he our all-time leader in sacks? He is. Right, like he's been one of the best players to play here. 
and it didn't end on bad terms. We didn't do them dirty on contracts, right? Like, if you're trying to rebuild the franchise's image, you you gotta. There's gotta be guys like that. Yep. Period. And you made some big plays here. Did have some big plays (laughs) for touchdowns. Yep. If anything, us being complete trash robbed him of a, a lot of the attention he probably deserved as a player. Mm-hmm. In the same in the same way that it was robbing Trent. Trent. Yep. Not right. to say that he's like the best offensive end of the league, et cetera, et cetera, like Trent, but like playing for this shitty ass team. Mm-hmm. He never made he never raised hell. Nah, Kerrigan is is Kerrigan is the best player. Like has had the best career of any player that's been here. Probably in the 21st century. Yeah. Mm. Not even probably. It's 100% stamped. No argument here. <laughs> no argument, like, literally. It's... You you just know there's going to be at some point during the season where Jack is in, in the player's ear yelling some dumb shit and Chase is going to look over at Ryan, but what do you think, RK? <laughs> Damn, they, they, they're just undermining the coach right there, bro, huh? <laughs> and he gives him the thumbs up. I'm like, all right, all right, Jack, I'll hear your bullshit. <laughs> let's talk about this 53 man roster um the first thing i want to say about the roster is that in the days after or the actually the day after the 53 was finalized you saw them cutting a lot of the back end of the roster cliff had made a comment to us privately that they're rebuilding they're getting rid of kind of like the bottom quarter of the of the roster. I want you to go into why you think that is. Why do you think they did that, Cliff? Because I don't think guys stepped up, man. When we got to the preseason, there were some guys I think they were just thinking we're going to step up who didn't. Like, plain and simple. I look at, You look at what's his name who made the team, Milo Eifler, mm-hmm. compared to Kaliki. Kaliki was given an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Several. Right? He just didn't step up. Mm-hmm. I think especially on the defensive side of the ball, because right the offense is pretty much laid out depth chart wise. There wasn't really a lot of room to make the roster unless there were injuries. The like the second unit on defense, they were kind of terrible in the preseason, and so a lot of guys got shipped out. Yeah, I agree. I, I people like that have been here for a minute. I mean, Danny uh, Johnson had been there. For a couple of years, and he's he's one of the players that dates back to the Jay Gruden roster days. You know, like the fact yeah. that he stuck around for a while. They probably were counting him to be the fourth cornerback, but he looked so bad in preseason. It's like we, we can't even keep you around. And he's not the only one. There's a couple other guys that kind of were looking buns during the preseason that they probably counted on. That's why you had this swell of 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 you know claimed players uh, signings like John Bostic. Uh, Rashad Wild Goose, Tariq Castro Fields, a few others, you know, a golf clap for that. At the same time, you're the ones that picked these guys and chose for the last second to actually make any replacements, which is also kind of like roster mismanagement. So, well, and, and a lot of those, and some of those guys ended up on the practice squad, right? Kalika on the practice squad. <laughs> They're Harry all on the practice squad, all of them. Troy Apke, Patterson, <laughs> everyone. But, and Corn Elder. Corn Elder. Corn Elder. Another one. Corn Elder is terrible, man. (laughs) But like Paul just said, that's more of a coaching issue, like, in roster management. And I kind of – I've had this feeling all offseason. 
I, I'm, I'm not going to get too ahead of myself. I know we're going to go through the 53, but it's like you knew you had these holes in these positions and you didn't address them. Uh-huh. And, in a cert, and, and at a certain position group, you decided to bring back the same people that stunk up the joint all last year. But, okay. You know that I've been shitting on John Bostic for a, a number of years, right? Dog, I was so desperate for linebackers last week. I was boosted when I got the, the news notification. Commanders re-signed John Bostic. I was like, yes. Get Kevin Pierre, Louis next. Motherfuckers, bring them all back. Run <laughs> it back. They had months. Months. They told yes. us. And I think that we assumed that they were just like, hey, they're going to address linebacker because of course they are. Why? How could they not? But when y'all say address linebacker, you're talking about the backups, though. I mean, yeah. Jamin has to play, dog. Jamin has to play. Whether he's ready to play or not, he has to be out there. He's a first-round nah, pick. No, no, no. Ain't no whether you're ready to play. Bruh, you better be ready to play. I'm going to let you do it this time, Cliff. Go ahead. Very simple, bruh. Listen, year one, it wasn't even that you were bad. You were literally non-existent. Didn't see you, bruh. We didn't even see you flash. If you have another year like that, you will not be in the NFL anymore, bruh. I agree. Has to sh- Look, I- motherfucker's praising him on Twitter because he took on a lead blocker. Nah, bruh, that's not the bar. I'm sorry. Yeah, like, what? I'm sorry. Like, look at him take on that block. I'm like, bro, you were a top 20 pick. Oh, my God. Are you praising you for taking on blocks? For taking on the fullback. I better see you all over the field Sunday. Yeah. And not just in, and not just in the highlights, either. He has to be front and center. He has to be a, one of these guys that's going to play. We can't just have you splitting snaps with the likes of David Mayo. Because if, if all the reports are true, I mean, I, I told you all this on the last pod. Somebody had said, I think it was Michael Phelps, in a blind taste test, if you took the names off these niggas' jerseys, you couldn't tell which one was the first round I, pick. I don't believe him. I don't believe him. Sorry. Don't believe you. Sorry. I'm sorry. Can't do it. Listen, I understand that I'm not at practice. I get it. But no, not believing you. Just not believing it. Not believing it. Bro, if you take the names off of their jerseys and you can't tell who is who, that's that's fucking bad, bro. Like that, that but that, I don't believe that. I don't believe that. Listen, let, let's just agree that to some degree that might be true. Maybe he's slicing it. He probably is because Michael Phillips likes to slice everything. Yeah, but I, he's not the only one that's saying Jamin Davis is just having an ordinary camp. Ordinary. Yeah, but then other people are saying he's having a really good camp. Here's the thing, man. I don't give a fuck about camp, dog. <laughs> Sorry. I really don't. I don't give a fuck about camp. I don't give a goddamn about preseason. I've heard it all before. I truly have here. I've heard it all before. Josh Dotson is killing in camp. I've heard it. <laughs> like, haven't y'all heard him say it? I've heard him say everything. I don't everything. care. I don't <laughs> care. Sorry. Camp is not real football, man. It's not. Listen, they switched Jameis' positions. You are not playing the same position as last year. You have no fucking excuse. There's no excuse, man. I'm not. I'm trying so hard. I'm not going to go. I'm not going to go on another rant. I'm not going to do it. But they brought him in to play, play middle linebacker. He can't do it. He's going back to his original position. They better have that shit figured out, bro. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm telling you, like. If I see Travis Etienne running and gashing our defense for 8-9 a pop up the middle where Jamie and Nicole are, I'm going to lose my shit. But, yeah. I mean. I, 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 I mean, just got a bad feeling, bro. I got a bad feeling about that group. But, yeah. 
begging them, bringing competition. A body, yeah. Bringing somebody. They didn't end up bringing anybody until last week when they brought Bowser back, and then they still brought back David Mayo. So he's still, I mean, if, if our lads is, is accurate, which, they, you know, it probably isn't, he's still the primary backup. Bostic is just here just to be another reliable body in case, just in case. So you're still going to see a lot of 51 on the field on Sunday and, and Sunday moving forward. No, you won't. Listen, no, you won't. I'm telling y'all right now, there's no fucking way, dog. There's no way. All right, I please. swear, if I see that nigga on the field early downs on Sunday, I'm putting on red zone and I'm moving on my gambling day. Injury, but we're a couple plays away from having it be Mayo and Bostic on the field. Yeah, but you know, listen, I said this, I said this to y'all last podcast, man. When you look across the league, everybody has position groups that are like when you look at the second group, you're like, who the fuck? You'd like the Tommy Davidson meme. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> like every team does. Dog, the Cowboys just had to sign Jason Peters. They did. Right? Like they're, everybody got that. Unless you're um, but because there's not really a super loaded roster in the league right now that's like stat top the bottom. Everybody has holes. The issue becomes what is the coaching like? My bigger concern on defense is what are we doing? What is the philosophy of this defense? I don't know. Have no idea. That's really more my concern. Also, why the fuck did y'all think that Jamin was a Mike? Aren't y'all supposed to be linebacker experts? I got another thing. Wait, fellas. <laughs> we brought back Mayo and Boston. But let's keep it a buck. Wasn't Landon Collins playing linebacker better than them two? Like, he he made more of an impact. Hey, man. I, I, I really don't know what the Landon thing is about. I saw Derek Forrest. He looked okay, I guess. Percy Butler looked okay. I, I'm just saying as far as, like, people people making plays at the second level, Cliff, like, they don't make plays unless it's five or six yards down the field. I'm with so you. So my, my only reason to bring it up Landon is, is if you're going to be bringing back all these bum-ass niggas. Why isn't he back? Bring back someone that's insurance that you could potentially throw out there and make a tackle because they're not making the plays in the backfield. The guy did play well. But you know what? Again, defensively, I don't know what we're doing. Because I don't know what the game plan is from the defensive coordinator. They literally brought back the same defense. They brought back everyone from last year. Mayo stinks, guys. And they were terrible on defense. So you know what? I'm going to give y'all week one as well. Don't come out here 14, 10 for nights, 10 for 15 on third down. The first... Third and long converted in that first quarter, there's going to be an audible groan at FedEx. I can't wait to hear it on my TV. Because <laughs> that first third and nine, fucking tight ends wide the fuck open, you just going to hear a groan. I am concerned, fellas. I'm I'm going to reel it in. I know we haven't played a game yet, but I am concerned about that side of the football. Uh, for good reason. I, I think there's a lot of worrisome spots, but you know, we, we get in front of our skis a little bit. Let, let's start with the offense first, because I, I think it's a little bit of better news on that side of the ball. So you guys want to start with the offense, or you want to kick it back to defense state? No, let's start with defense. We gotta start yeah, with that. We might have to stick on it. We we want these bum ass niggas right now. Jack, 
Okay, cool. Let's start. Let's start with the defensive line then. Let's start up front. Uh, no real surprises. You have Sweat. You have Payne Allen, James Smith Williams with Chase Young on the um, the what he's on the what's that oh. list called? He's on public. He's on public. Sorry, I didn't know if it was the Boomerang IR or, or what have you. Either way, Two Hill, Fadari Mathis, Daniel Wise, who was a standout in camp, F.A. Obata, Shaka Tony. I think that's pretty straightforward. I don't think there's any real surprises there. Uh, they chose not to keep William Bradley King. He is on the practice squad. I, I think that's pretty straightforward. Nothing really surprising with that group. That's a good group. Yeah. Group's versatile. I think Weston's going to help us versus the run. Math, this Mathis is a day one contributor. Legitimately. Yeah. I think this is the year you're going to see Shaka Tony get big snaps, too. You just yeah. took the words out of my mouth, bro. A lot of third yeah. down. Yeah. You literally mm-hmm. just took the words out of my mouth because that one play he made in pre where he turned that corner like that, that's that <laughs> that takes some athletic ability, bro. And he showed me more as far as pass rushing skills when it compared to James Smith Williams. I think James Smith is more better in the run game. And I would love to see Shock on the field in third and long. Like let him go get the quarterback. Well, I mean, James kinda had a quiet camp. I'm not saying it's a bad camp, but you know, Shaka Tony made a couple impressions with me, especially versus the past. So, I mean, who knows? I mean, I know Shaka Tony is a good special teams player, too. He's on punt and kick and all the other specialist um, duties. So if he's up on Sunday, which I, I'm assuming he will be, I can see him playing a lot of third downs, getting after the quarterback. Let's skip over linebackers since we talked about them a little bit. We'll come back to them. Let's talk about the secondary because there's a lot of turnover with this group, um, especially after, you know, the cut down day. Well, with the backups. Turnover with our backups. Right, 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 right. But, you know, they're going to play. You're going to have a fourth cornerback that's pretty much playing half of your defensive snaps just, you know, with certain looks, I'm assuming. Uh, maybe, not, maybe not 50%, but you'll you'll see your fourth cornerback. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they'll be out there. Starting group, Kendall Fuller, uh, William Jackson at corner with Benjamin St. Juice kicking down into the slot. Bobby McCain and Cameron Curl, who is back at practice today, by the way. But he ain't practice. You want a side field with a cast on. Yeah, but, 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 but what happened? What happened? Rivera wasn't trying to spill the beans. I think nah, that. fuck that. They got to stop <laughs> doing that, man. We don't ever know what the hell is going on with our players' injuries. We're going to find out on, we're going to find out on Wednesday, Cliff. Don't worry. He has to let the media know on Wednesday. Niggas end up missing three months. It's annoying as shit. It's annoying when, when Bill Belichick does that, and this nigga has six Super Bowl wins days before the opener, and he's like, uh, I'll just Let me give us something. You ain't got to be like Jay Gruden out here just like literally just naming niggas' injuries. In the- Jay, Jay's like a hip, got a thumb, fracture. Jay used to just like name your injury, dog. He's a torn labrum. This guy. Uh, he has a hip strain of the C when I ever ride. It's like, dog, Jay, Jay, what's going on, man? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh. Nah, I just, I just, I ne- it's, it's, I get why they do it this way. I understand it. But our guys always seem to be injured much longer than Rivera say. That's all. Ron would be like, oh, it's a scratch. You don't see the guy for a month. So when did he get injured? We don't know, Cliff. We have no idea. He just showed up to practice that day. Cam had on a sweatsuit and was in a sling, bro. And everybody on social media is like, what the fuck happened to Cam Girl? 
Coach said he don't got to say nothing until Wednesday, so I guess we'll see them. All right, Coach. Yeah, but I, I do love that starting group. Um, I think that some of the things I look forward to with that secondary uh, unit, one, Benjamin St. Juice, I think that he might be the most talented out of, out of that group right now. And that's high praise since we haven't seen much of him, but I, I'm very much looking forward to seeing him most play. talented? You skipped over Will Jack, bro? I said what I said, brother. Skipped over Kendall Filler? I, I, I said what I said. Yo, what what is what kind of coverage is we playing this year? Are we just going to play the same shit as last year? Let me what? tell you something, man. Let me tell y'all something, man. If we come out here with literally, literally the exact same defense, playing the exact same coverage, I might lose it, dog. I'm telling you. I don't know how you could be that bad on defense and literally just literally run it all back. Can I get a schematic change? But do you think, and this is going to be my next point, do you think that the continuity of bringing the same group back for another year will help them? Look, I'm off for continuity. Continuity can only take you but so far, but bro. But you were also trash. Yes. <laughs> you were fucking garbage. You were shitty. You know, but you know. Up the joint. When you look at when you look in depth at the numbers, though, I think they were like 11th in the league on first and second down. It really was third down. Period. The third down defense was the worst. Uh, you know, it's weird. It's hard to even say it's the worst I've ever seen because some of them has the third down defenses were bad, and that's the energy I got from that defense at times last year. Like it was being coached by Jim Haslick. <laughs> Period. There are good players in that defense. No one can convince me otherwise, man. I'm sorry. I can't be convinced otherwise. It's a schematic issue then. It performs way below the sum of their parts. Because of the coach. Yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. What, like, what, what other – there's no other team in the league where the conversation wouldn't be about the coach. Look at how much has been invested on that defense. They fucking sucked. <laughs> How is the coach still here? The, no, the coach got a month. I'm telling y'all right now, you got four games, bro. If they come out here looking like trash, who the DB coach? Uh, Chris Harris. He will be the defensive coordinator. You got four games. You come out here and get cooked by Trevor Lawrence, Jared Goff. You are not gonna be here anymore because we're gonna be on your mega ass out here, bro. <laughs> like. <laughs> The dumbass shit you were saying in the offseason, you are seemingly unapologetic and stubborn. He seems very stubborn about his defense. Yes. So if you come out here and just get cooked, Trevor Cook you, Jared, Jared Goff, who do we play with three? Eagles? Mm-hmm. Eagles in Dallas. The, our first three quarterbacks, this is no disrespect to Lawrence, who has a lot of talent, Goff, Hurts. If they cook you, you can't work here anymore. Period. Fuller, expensive. William Jackson, expensive. We got first-round picks all over the D-line. First-round pick in the linebacker position. We spent a ton of money in corner. If the defense is trash, it's because the coordinator's trash. Period. Shoot, you're not wrong about that. You're not wrong with that. Man, I'm with you on that. If they come out... I, listen, I'm all for continuity, too, and I do think that there is a case to be made that bringing this same group back for year two can can help. It can be a little bit more advantageous. 
But yeah. I'm with you on that. If you come up with the same bullshit and you're still blowing third downs like they were doing in the preseason and you're still giving up bombs away because motherfuckers don't know where to be, then, Jack, that's your ass and you got to get out. Yeah. I'm with you on that. That's the part for me. It's like, look, it'd be one thing if teams were driving on us. Y'all niggas just blowing assignments. Bro, drive after drive. Like, again, I'm not trying to be a negative Nancy. I'm going to give this motherfucker a couple weeks. But like you just said, Cliff, if we come out there with the same basic-ass base defense and you getting gunned by Etienne and James Robinson <laughs> and Trevor Lawrence is throwing bombs to fucking Christian Kirk, we have a problem. Yeah. I don't want to hear about just the first-round picks doing their job. Coach got to scheme it up to help them. Clearly, you don't got it no more. You've lost your fastball. Your, your brain is gummed up by the fucking COVID medication. I don't know what the fuck is going on. Well, you know that man don't take no COVID medication. You you ain't by Evertimessa. <laughs> got a belly full of dewormer and forgot to coach defense. I don't know what's going on. It's because he's been taking that Evertimessa or whatever the fuck that shit is. That pisses me off that Ron sees this and is taking such a, such a gamble a season. And you've been said... You need to win 10 games this year. This year is year three. Y'all got to win games. And you're bringing back the coach who is stubborn as can be two years in a row. The, the fact that the defense was good two years ago is in spite of Jack Del Rio, not because of him. Last year, ass. Well, okay. I'm about to advocate. I'm going to advocate for the devil real quick. You ready? Here's, listen, when it comes to the defense, and I said, I think I said this to y'all before, Last year, we played all the top quarterbacks, all of them. Every last one of them outside of Stafford, we played all of them. Rodgers, Brady, Mahomes, Allen. We played Dak twice, right? Um, who am I missing? Carr, Herbert. Mm. We played them all last year. Mm-hmm. Brady. Did we, we play Brady? Yeah. Like, all of them. That's probably, if you took the top... 12 QBs, and we probably played half our games against them. Mm-hmm. You don't have that this year. That's why, to me, it's even more pressure. Going into last year, we were like, man, the, the QB schedule is tough. We were saying that going into last year. That's before we even knew Herbert was mm-hmm. one of them. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, he got added to the list. This year, you have no excuses. None. We don't play those guys. Right? Like, who are the top QBs? We play Kirk. <laughs> play Kirk. We got Rodgers again this year, right? Mm-hmm. Right. But if you look at the QBs that we face and the schedule we face, y'all can't be coming out here again. Don't. It can't be Trevor Lawrence has his career, his best game of the season, week one versus you. It can't be that way, man. I'm sorry. You're going to have to go with your proud boy defense. <laughs> like that shit hit the road. Ah. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about um, the rest of the depth in the secondary. Uh, we talked about Rashad Wild Goose. We talked about Tariq Castrofield's two guys that they claimed on waivers after they let um, Danny Johnson and them go. You still have Percy Butler, Derek Forge. They decided to keep Christian Holmes. And um, Jeremy Reeves actually was one of the better players in camp, so I'm glad they kept him around. Uh, this is where my concern with this group goes, and I know what you're going to say, Cliff, that everybody can't have depth everywhere. I get it, but 
any one of those motherfuckers sees the field this year outside of maybe Reeves, uh, it's it, it might be bombs away because I, I I don't know none of these Holmes and Butler have never played an NFL game. Derek Forrest was on practice squad for most of last year. It's just not a lot. There's not a lot of experience in that second group of, of DBs, and that's where it's it's very worrisome if they have to see the field. Listen, man, I'm with you. I'm with you, but. What are you going to do? Let me, can I name you the backup DBs in Philly? Your favorite spot? <laughs> Zach McPherson. <laughs> Reed Blankenship. Kavon Wallace. Josh Joby. Josiah Scott. Yeah. Dude, the backup corners everywhere stink. That's the league, man. Like, that's how I see it. Like, I can't think of a team where you're like, oh, the fourth corner's all right. No. He's not. He's probably not that good. The, the, the NFL in general is running out of corners because everybody wants to be a fucking wide receiver. But you know what it is, though, Cliff? You can say that, but, like, maybe also those teams that actually have good defenses that don't have depth, maybe they have a defensive coordinator that has the ability to cover up the weaknesses on the back end where their fourth corner isn't out there getting exposed. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, put them in position to succeed, you know, like, I'm with you. Scheme it up. That, I'm with you. That, that's where I am. So I sort of lean because I can't think of too many teams when you start getting to their like sick seventh D back that it's not someone that has zero experience, right? So it's a lot of it's a lot of young players and it's a lot of cast off from other teams. That's probably who your six through seven, six, seven, eight DBs are DBs are gonna be nine DBs. They're probably not that good. Niggas got numbers like forty on them. You know he's getting cooked. So, how much of that goes on the scheme as opposed to because not everybody's out here with their fourth corner just getting exposed regularly. No, you're right about that. I mean, I guess listen, what what you're saying makes a lot of sense. Oh yeah, but that's what I'm saying. A lot of teams, that's what it's like. It's it's college free agents from like 2020. Yeah, it's another team. It's another team's seventh DB. Right. Didn't I, didn't I always read that they liked him in San Francisco? The Jets were high on Wild Goose too. Salah didn't want to let him go. Apparently, that's what they were talking about. So apparently, he's got some ability. Right, and I'm all for letting them get their you know take their lumps and and gain experience. It's just you know you learn on the job. It might you might break a few eggs before you actually like become a good NFL quarterback or a functional NFL quarterback. Let's just pray that the, the group stays healthy in front of them. I know that we'll see probably a lot of Derek Forrest. We'll probably see some Percy Butler just in regular rotation. But, I, you know, I just, let's just pray that Chris Harris is doing his job and these boys are ready to play. Let's just – that's all I'll say. Chris Harris might have a new role by week five, but go yeah. off. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's a, he might have a new role week five, but go off. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's throw it back to these linebackers real quick. Um, we don't say a lot about Jamie Davis and and what we expect from him this year. Uh, Cole Holcomb is, you know, year four, a serviceable linebacker. Cole's steady. He's steady. Cole's steady. Like Will Compton plus. Oh, that's, that's not do the same race, comps, dog. <laughs> Cole is like a legit athlete. But oh, it's almost sort of being dismissed that he's being moved to a new position. Though we couldn't we couldn't draft Nicobe Dean here. Clint. I, I'm not. I'm not even gonna go into it. I'm not. Even gonna, I'm not gonna do it because I was so heated that night when he was just sliding and sliding, and we had an opportunity. But you, we all know where he ended up. So yeah, niggas ain't draft one linebacker. Not one, Cliff. Not one. 
we ain't even got a linebacker on the practice squad that's like a, a rookie or anything. Lee's really looked at that linebacker group and said, you know what? Let's bring these guys all back then. <laughs> what? <laughs> that's why, again, that's why he's on the clock, bro, because he had to go to Riverboat and say, you know what? I got this, coach. Like, I work with him. You know, I got this. I know the game. I know the position. Blah, blah, blah. He's probably feeding Riverboat's ear. Like, I know what I'm doing. It was a year. They were young. Blah, 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 blah. Now it's a second year, third year together. They're going to step out there. They'll, they'll be okay. Okay, okay, uh, Michael Jack. Got it. Now, week four, we're one and three. Damn. It just can't happen. Cliff. <laughs> it can't happen, man. It can't. It cannot. We're, dog. We just went out. We displayed us. all the all pro QBs, man. We're not yeah. playing them this year. We don't have to play in fear. I felt like in most of those games last year, like you look at like that Bills game, it was like, dog, we're helpless. Can't yeah. do anything. Definitely. Even Herbert. Herbert looked nice versus us. What did they score? Like 17 points, 20 points? 20, yeah, 20, 24, something like that. As the season went on, the defense did play better. Cowboys game, <laughs> take the Cowboys game out. This defense did play better, <laughs> right? I'm going to give them a little bit of credit. However, if we out, if we lose week one, 34-30, <sighs> niggas going to have questions, man. Like, oh, my God. It, it's, I think it's the third down stuff. I think the third down shit is very aggravating to watch. It's aggravating to deal with. <laughs> but how the fuck is John Boston back here, dog? How? How, man? I mean, they just won the running back with the same guys that they've been uh, comfortable with. Comfort is is the enemy of progress. I mean, that's true in many walks of life, but especially in football, man. How you, how you just comfortable with mediocrity? Yeah, that shit's going to get you fired. good. At all. You couldn't even bring, you couldn't bring in a vet. Who hasn't been here? That's all everybody was saying, though. Like, at least bring in a veteran. Yes, you want to play. See, we say bring in a veteran. That nigga would have brought back Thomas Davis. (laughs) 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 Hey, real shit, man. Oh, shit. Oh. Milo Eifert. Milo's at least physical. He looked okay. He looked all right. But. He wears 46, man. I was just about to say, this man got the worst number. Yeah. Out of all the numbers, you, 0 through 99 is the worst NFL number. It just it just looks like bummy. Like, 46 is like a practice squad number, man. Was, who was the player who they didn't have a picture? Was that Milo Eifer? Yes, that was him. That was God him. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> that whole group is worrisome, man. Like, I, I don't know what to say about it because – I know it's a diminishing position, and I'm trying my best to just look at the silver linings in this group. But I know that one twisted ankle and one jammed thumb, and David Mayo's playing every snap. I don't like it. I don't like it. Damn. Hey, Jamin, Jamin, breakout year. Are you telling me or telling yourself? <laughs> I'm, telling, I'm telling him. I'm telling him, breakout year. Cliff, I would love that. I would love to be on this joint praising Jamin for just flying around the field, making plays left praise, and right. But they praise this nigga for taking a block on, man. God. <laughs> like, That's like when they the... praise George Bush for uh, paying oh. by numbers, dog. Oh, my God. Thinking about that George Bush joint where he's standing in front of the sign that says, Mission Accomplished. <laughs> <laughs> that man for taking on a blocker. 
Oh my god. Oh, I don't want to go back to last year and say, but I oh these fast risers just make me nervous, man. Make me nervous. Yep. And this is clearly like the worst case scenario. Like this man just cannot play. Nah. We did not put a, we clearly did not play him at the right position. Well, we're gonna find out. Because he's in his right position now. You're gonna see. You're gonna see on Sunday, week yeah. one. 